0: This is the Grow Your Clinic podcast from Clinic Mastery. We help progressive health professionals to lead inspired teams, transform client experiences, and build clinics for good. Now, it's time to grow your clinic. Welcome to another episode of the Grow Your Clinic podcast. My name is Jack O'Brien. Thank you for joining us with your attention today. Really glad to have you have you with us wherever you're listening might be in the car at the gym going for a walk and uh, at the time of recording it is the middle of july and so our thoughts are with those who are battling through coronavirus wherever you might be in your part of australia or the world it's a different season for all of us so we absolutely are here in solidarity and also in practicality need anything at all just reach out we're more than happy to help today we have another guest joining us and I'm excited to put the spotlight back on another clinic owner. This gentleman has been a valued member of our community for a long time now, and I've been blown away by his story. So super excited to welcome Hassan al talib to the Grow Your Clinic podcast. How are you, Huss?
1: I'm good, mate. How are you, Jack?
0: I am very, very well. So uh, for those who aren't familiar, Hassan is the founder, the head honcho of Complete Care Physio and Osteopathy down in Melbourne. Before we get into your story as a physio clinic owner and the remarkable story of your clinic, I've got a couple of icebreaker questions. Are you ready?
1: I'm one ready, man. All
0: right. Here we go. So number one, what are you reading or
1: learning right now? So I'm reading a book by uh, Simon Sinek. It's called Start With Why. And I'm learning that you know, people, they don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. So... Mm-hmm. Our vision, obviously, as I I suggest, it is complete care. So we aim to have or bring the complete care back into healthcare, Mm. Uh, and we hope to to achieve that, obviously, through the mantra of CM, which is letting inspired teams transform client experiences and hopefully building a clinic for good. Mm. So that's our aim.
0: Oh, love it, mate. You, uh, when you, When you speak in sign and cynic, you speak in my language. Uh, that's, that's oh, I love it, man. I love it. All right. Number two, who inspires you?
1: Look, i tend my answer is a bit cliche. My wife, my kids and my parents inspire me to become the best husband, father, son. I can be to them. Mm. And as well, my work fan. my complete care family, they inspire me to be the best leader I can be for them. That's
0: awesome! I love it. How many kids have you got?
1: I have two kids, two girls. They are nine and six. So good! Love it. Uh, yeah, they keep you busy.
0: And uh, what a joy that you get the the uh, the business owner journey and the freedom to be able to spend a bit of time with them, yeah.
1: 100%, 100%. It's uh, it's been life changing. So good, mate.
0: All right, number three. What did you want to be
1: growing up? So look, I come from. Uh, a family of, of academics. So, my dad's a doctor, my uncle's aunt is all doctors. So, naturally, I was meant to head down that uh, pathway. I'd say about halfway through year 12, I thought, you know what, my marks aren't going to be that high for it. So, after a, a long journey, which I will uh, share with you this today, I am up being a physician and i uh, have a look back.
0: Great. I love it. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it, how sort of medical families tend to. Breed medical families, but uh, exactly.
1: it's incredible.
0: Sort of broken the mold, but only, only just. You're on the fringes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Stay my own strand. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. What's a What's a motto that you live by, Hassan?
1: Look, I believe in everything happens for a uh, a reason. Even if it's a bad thing at that uh, particular time, things happen for a, a reason. And as I'll explain in my story, things pretty much happen for a reason.
0: Well, let, let's do that right now. So connect the dots for us from the, uh, yeah, the the medical family background through to physio and our clinic ownership. Fill in the spaces.
1: Yeah, look, like I said before, you know, I come from um, a doctor family, so naturally those to be my path. And I realised, you know what, I'm not going to get the high year 12 scores as uh, as I wanted. So I asked my dad, well, what can I be?" Because I just want to be a health school. And he said... How about a physiotherapist? And I thought, well, what's that? So, so I was lucky I, I contacted the hospital because I thought you know, he was only working in hospitals at that time. And I was lucky enough to spend uh, a few days there. And I thought, you know what? I'd I probably do this. So in year 12, it, uh, it came around. And I think at, at the time I was in year 12, year 12 schools sent to physio was around 96, 97. And I got nowhere near that. So I thought, okay, well, I still want to be a physio. So what I did was I entered for a, um, a science degree and I did a year of that. I smashed that year after the ACED. I, um, I applied to transfer into uh, in physio. I missed out on a early round offer by 0.02 offer mark. Uh, I was I'm like, oh, come on, this, this cannot happen. So I basically had to wait around five weeks until the official round one came around. And uh, yeah, and I got that that special phone call on that day and it was the best day of my life at that time. So uh, yeah, and I was excited to make it in. And I was enjoying it up until probably placements were pretty much in hospitals. And I thought, you know, this is my path. was going to be a hospital physio. But then as I got more and more into it, I thought, you know what? I'm largely enjoying this and I became quite discontent with, uh, with the physiotherapy. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try my hand out medicine. <laughs> right, on, so, okay. Uh, yeah. At the end of my degree, I attempted an exam called uh, the GAMSAT, which is a long exam literally from 9 a.m. till 5 p.m. And you have to prepare for it like you. Never prepare
0: mm-hmm. in your
1: life. So long story short, I said the exam is a few times over a number of years. I was interviewed twice over two consecutive years. And I was pretty certain in my last interview, that that's it, I'm in, I got it, I smashed it, I hasted it, and I missed out. I thought, what's going on, you know? Mm. Why is that? But again, everything happens for a reason, right? Mm. So, at that time though, business was so sort of slowly taking off. I thought, well, you know what? I, I think this is my journey.
0: So you were starting to work as a physio now.
1: Yeah. So basically, at that time, as I was obviously uh, studying for the GAMSAT, mm-hmm. I was working as a as a physio. I was working part time as an employee and part time just renting a room at a medical centre while studying for this exam. So. Plus those well, I had a newborn, so it was all—it was the busiest year of my life, or two years of my life. So long story short, um, yeah, I wasn't accepted into medicine, and this was slowly taking off, and I am where I am today through through hard work. And I'd say <laughs> I have to thank, obviously, my parents and my wife for just you know pushing me into this, saying, "Hey, listen, it's just not meant to be." Try and knuckle down on this business journey. Mm-hmm. Like enough, I did. And uh, yeah, and I'm where I am
0: today. That's awesome, mate. So, from doing your own thing a couple of days a week in a medical center to now having yep. substantial team and your own standalone facilities, what was the shift for you to go, I'm going to build this business and give it my heart and soul, and I want to employ and have my own clinic? Like, what? what was the trigger to make you want to grow that?
1: Look, basically, I just wanted to. Become my own boss. I, mean, I, I know at the time I was working for another person as well in the clinic, but I'm like, you know what? I can't take orders from you know, anymore. And I wanted to manage uh, my own things. So my two days working part time in the medical center became three, which then became four, which became five, which became six, working for myself. I'm like, you know what? I think now it's time that I hire someone. Mm-hmm. Which I did, I uh, hired my first employee back in 2015, I think it was, and it was great. But I pretty much did what most new business owners do. I saw my patients and any overflow was left onto my employees. So I wasn't mentoring them, I wasn't uh, spending much time with them. And uh, yeah, that had its own drivers. This is why you're
0: still in the medical centre, right? aren't? Yeah. You brushed over it quickly. I just want to pull on that thread a little bit. Going Sorry. from two days to six days and then hiring someone is no mean feat. Arguably, Hassan, as you would know, mm-hmm. that's some of the hardest right. growth. You're going from two to six. Yes. It's essentially tripled. And hiring a team member goes from one to two. It's doubling. What mm-hmm. were some things that you did really well in and through that early growth season?
1: Look, at this start, because it was a middle centre, I did have all over girls. In the local doctors there. And a lot of word of mouth. So basically, it was all organic growth. I didn't do any marketing, to help websites. And at the same time as well, it was a growing town where I was working. So things just yeah it just picked up pretty quickly.
0: And it happened fairly organically. Yeah, yeah.
1: And where? So, to, uh, yeah,
0: so once you hire someone and, and think about, well, we're maxing out this room. How mm-hmm. did you go to facilities, more team? What was the jump that you had to make?
1: As the business was growing, I thought, you know what, I do need more space. And I only had one women medical center. So I was looking around my local area for a, um, a commercial property. And lucky enough, as I was looking, one popped up. <laughs> and again, things have a whole reason, right? It just popped up out of nowhere. I thought, right, this is meant to be. I, I think this is mine. So you know, after negotiations, uh, I bought it. I got it. sweets, And then life the term and i lost my employees at the time so i became a solo practitioner again a whole new premises with big overheads my stress levels were through the roof so uh yeah that had its own challenges
0: amazing yeah okay so we're at a bit of a crisis point can i just fast forward mm-hmm. and paint us a picture yeah. of complete care physio and osteo now what does life look like now for you what have you like patients help team members your working week like what is your clinic look like now
1: well if we fast forward three years now we have pretty much expanded myself to a team of now six physios and two osteos across two locations in the space of three years so i think three or Four years around that, so yeah, things have have turned out not too bad.
0: And I'm interested, what's an average week in the life of Hassan Head Honcho look like? Are you seeing patients? You've got some time with the family. What does that look like?
1: So I do, uh, I do probably consult few hours a week, around probably 12 hours a week, because I I like meeting with them, my clients. The other time, really is spending with my kids and also working on the business, which I think is the most important thing because I was spending way too much time with minutes and not on it.
0: Mm. So that's a good point. Your your leadership growth that I've been privileged to, uh, to watch alongside over the last couple of years is phenomenal and I know how much you believe in your team. So what have you done to be able to build and grow and, uh, and nurture this team and culture that you've got now?
1: So I say the shift Came a few years back uh, as I started working with you guys. It was a real mindset shift. Because at the start, I was always about just my clients, my clients, my clients, and not my team. But that mindset shift was really important, Jack. Where you know my my aim as a of my aim as the leader was to place focus and attention and empowering my team. And my team will look after their clients, The clients who have a business, and business will then look after myself. So oh, good. that was an yeah, absolute game changer for me.
0: So how do you look after your team? Like, what does that look like practically? What are some of the things you do maybe as a group, individually? What are you thinking about when you say, look after your team?
1: So basically, trying to empower them to reach their goals. So mm-hmm. we, i you a know, meeting with them, once a week we've been in a couple of weeks, we have regular meetings, we do regular design statements once a quarter or so, just to try and see how I myself as a leader can help them not only clinically but also outside of where just help them achieve their last goal as well.
0: If I'm to press on that, I'm thinking about the listener who says, "That's great for you boys, but you know in my clinic, my team would never open up to me. Or my team would never share their desire statement with me. My, my team would never share their personal goals with me. We keep it strictly business. What would you say to that clinic owner?
1: Look, you need to be open with your team. You need to actually invest in them, actually block time in your diary and in theirs. It's the only way you're going to get somewhere. Because at the start, honestly, I was like that. I'm like, you know what? My team, I've never had that with me. After all, I'm their boss. But you need to be their mentor, not only business mentor or a, a clinical mentor, but you need to be their life mentor. You need to be their, their mate as well. To Again, like I said, help with them achieve any goal in life. If it's a house, if it's holiday, whichever. So, so that's where then, you know, I became that kind of a leader.
0: Mm. That's awesome, mate. I'm, super proud for you what about through times of adversity yeah like we've just been through what may be one of the toughest challenges for us as business owners Definitely. maybe in our careers how have you mm-hmm. navigated adversity as a leader
1: so we have regular team meetings like I mentioned before and again it's it's about just being honest with them being vulnerable with them as well. and for example at the in the uh, first wave of COVID-19, we all sat down at a meeting and said, look, who's in with me here? Because it's easier if we all struggle a bit than any one of us struggles a lot. Mm. And everyone's like, "Everyone's like, mate, you know, this is perfect you know, this is a team, this is a a family. Mm-hmm. So we need to all stick together to try and make it through the other side. And I'm lucky enough that, you know, yeah, but uh, my team all on board that way. What
0: about uh, your shift? Like you said, initially, for a long period of time, your focus was on your clients. You were probably the busiest. You were billing the most. You're a ripper physio. Yeah, and now that's shifted. Now you, you kind of pick and choose your mm. hours that you work, the patients that you see. Yep. How have your team perceived that? Because I know a lot of clinic owners are really fearful of what will people say. Has that been accepted by your team?
1: Well, I um, and again, I, I was just open and honest with my team. I said, "Look, this is the uh, steps I'm taking. It's not for me to sit back and go on holidays, but it's more to actually spend time helping them achieve right. their goals." Right. So it's all about what your your intentions are, because it's it's not going to work if I cut back and go on holidays and uh, get the business run. I, I can't see it working. But if you take that time out off your diary, not consulting and you invest that time in your team, mm. your business will grow.
0: Yeah. I absolutely agree with you. I think a lot of clinic just struggle to, they yeah. might have lip service, but struggle to internalize it and really believe it and commit to it. So what have been some of the keys to that growth? Like, you know, To hire six, seven, eight new team members over the course of three years means significant growth. How have you been able to attract new clients to your clinic?
1: Look, I'd say through working with my coach, uh, Michael Risk, uh, he's been an absolute legend in my journey thus far. So Michael's been emphasis at the start of my journey with uh, the PMT and with, uh, just try and work on my culture because it was quite lacking. And as we improved our clinic culture, significantly things that they just it just rolled on you know my team were just more more likely to stick up with the new business systems right i okay. mean it's, it's all good you know have a new system in place but if no one's on board it's just not going to work so, right. so that that work with michael to try and improve my clinic culture has actually led to new practitioners wanting to come work for us, which I never thought would be possible at all. That's and phenomenal.
0: So, so what you're saying, if I'm hearing you correctly, is you spending the time with a, with a coach and a mentor to work on your culture has meant that marketing is easier, systems is easier, and recruiting is easier, in your words, right?
1: Everything just fell into place. That's, <laughs>
0: that's phenomenal. What are some okay. of the things that you would change or do differently if you had your time over again?
1: Look, I would have probably started with CPM much, much earlier. I probably would not have, you know, struggled as much uh, a few years back. That's probably the only thing that I, I would have tried to work on my culture much earlier because I was, yeah, I was way too focused on patient numbers and looking after them, mm-hmm. not enough on my team and uh, my kind of culture.
0: Mm. And, you know, listeners, I don't want this to be self-indulgent or CM-focused. This is about Hassan and, and complete care. But for you to say you you wish you'd worked on your business earlier, what mistakes would you have avoided or what would that accelerated growth have meant for you?
1: Yeah, I'd say just not spending too much time. Again, it's easier than done, right? But just not working in the business too much, actually blocking time out in your diary. I know as a business owner, you're going to be busy and booked out and everyone wants you, but you need to actually and physically block time out in your diary and spend time and connect with your team members. That's the only way you're going to help your business grow.
0: 100%. echo that and agree with that so what are you working on right now what are you headed towards is it more personal freedom more team members more locations
1: Uh, look i say at the moment it's just working with my team a bit more just trying to help them achieve their goals so I know a team member of mine you know wants to buy a first house so um, I'm I'll with that I've got another person who you know wants to, to take on a particular niche. So I am mean, helping with that. So just trying to help the team achieve their goals, like I said before. I was like a broken record here, but I'm just I'm just extremely passionate about Jack, you know? Oh, yeah. so, and and it's so, not just so, lip
0: service, yeah. Like I know that yeah. some of your team have got their Instagram profiles and starting to build that niche. And you yeah. know, when you look at your clinic, you you do spend the majority of your time building and mentoring your team and as a team, correct. Yeah. And it's built incredible outcomes for your clinic to impact your community for you to be able to do the things with your family that you love It's phenomenal and i think you're such a uh, such a humble dude and uh you got such insight so if you were to sit with some clinic owners that are listening along so i'm thinking a couple of different clinic owners the solo the early stage clinic owner who's um who's got some rapid growth but is a bit of a bottleneck what would you say to that clinic owner, and then maybe the one that's been doing it for ten years has got a bit of a team but is frustrated with culture? Can you speak to the the early one and the frustrated one?
1: The early one, if you can try and invest in some uh, business coaching, I'd say that's step one because this has been an absolute life changer. Uh, the one who has a team already but isn't. Quite too functional, I'll say, you know what, invest in your team, block out some in your diary, block out time in their diary, empower them to achieve their goals. And in turn, your team will help you achieve your goals. It's extremely simple, Jack.
0: It's simple. It's not easy, but it's simple, right?
1: It's not easy. It's hard to work, but it is simple in words yeah <laughs> and
0: it's worthwhile work like what would we what else would we be doing other than helping helping our team help other people right it's a, it's a joy exactly
1: right? exactly. Exactly. Mate, exactly that is phenomenal
0: I like, it. like i said you you and your team are doing some great things so if people wanted to check out your clinic or your team how can they do that and uh, and also if they wanted to maybe get in touch with you personally to to learn more about your story how could they do that
1: sure so on the internet we are at uh, au. We're also on Facebook and on Instagram at Implicated Me, personally, if you would like to reach out with me, maybe learn everything, start showing beard-wise, happy to help in the department as well. My Instagram is at that.bearded.physio.
0: <laughs> and to be, to be fair, I think we need we need a CM award for the most resplendent Beard and uh, though I held that title for a while, you have you <laughs> me. It is uh, it is phenomenal. It's hard work,
1: mate. It's hard work. To oh, mate, mate. oh <laughs> very, very, very. Uh, I love <laughs>
0: it. Uh, you're an absolute legend. Really appreciate your insights. And listeners, we will make sure we link up those, uh, those social profiles, those, those websites, email addresses, uh, so that you can follow along, get in touch, and it's, it's a phenomenal journey. And I, I would challenge you listeners to see for yourself. Don't take my word for it. Don't take this podcast's word for it. Check out what Hassan and his team uh, have built and are building, and, and you'll be blown away. Ars, thank you for joining us on the podcast, mate. It's been a pleasure.
1: Thank you very much for your time, Zach. I appreciate it
0: listeners thank you for joining us as always clinicmasterycom forward slash podcast or around wherever you're listening to this episode you'll find all of those links if you've enjoyed this let us know jump in the reviews ratings we would yeah we'd absolutely love to hear from you got any suggestions for future clinic owner spotlights please do reach out and uh, thank you again for listening can't wait to bring you another episode of the podcast again really soon bye for now Thanks for tuning in to the Grow Your Clinic podcast. To find out more about past episodes or how we can help you, head to www.clinicmastery.com forward slash podcast. And please remember to rate and review us on your podcast player of choice. See you on the next episode.